Support for today's show is brought to you by Skydance Mountain, offering creative services for creatives. Need an inspiring website, graphic design, professional podcast, audio production, or other creative content? Go to www.skydancemountain.com for all your creative needs. Well, hello! Brett here to bring you your daily dose of nature-filled mindfulness all in one. The best 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to Mountain Zen Den. This is the place to connect with nature for personal growth and simplicity in your life, naturally. So let's get connecting. Thanks for dropping by. Come on in. We're sitting here in the dead of winter, and I woke up thinking about going for a hike, hoping I might see some animals along the way, or at least their telltale tracks. I love winter hiking when there's fresh snow because it can make you feel like you're an expert tracker, able to tell all the stories of the wildlife that were recently in the area. If you're good at it, it's kind of like reading an exciting book, all about the life that's going on in the forest or surrounding countryside. You can find a stalking, a chase scene, a narrow escape, or maybe a not-so-fortunate ending. (laughs) Unless, of course, you were the one who made the catch and had a good meal of raw rabbit stew. Without the stew, that is. The best part is that it really helps build and improve your powers of observation, which actually can be another form of mindfulness. Especially if you intentionally take the time to slow down and deliberately see with your mind all that is going on in the world around you. While there are a variety of animals that will sleep away the winter in deep hibernation, There are many, many more who are well adapted to surviving bitter cold temperatures and a scarce food supply. We can learn a lot from these wild teachers. For today's meditation, I want to read from the chapter in Thoreau's Walden called Winter Animals. I've always been inspired by this man who went to the woods to live deliberately on a solitary retreat for two years in nature. He had so many opportunities and freedom to just be still and observe and enjoy his life. I used to envy that until I realized, hey, I have the same opportunities, maybe not in the purest of settings, but I can still choose to slow down and order my life to a sane enough pace to be able to really live deliberately and gratefully, mindfully notice the nature all around me and at least be within driving distance of it. You can too. We just need to order our lives in such a way that makes this possible. One of the myriad ways we can enjoy and appreciate nature is by reading about and exposing ourselves to the thoughts and words of other naturalists, writers and poets who inspire us. I love doing this, especially in the winter when maybe I can't get out quite as much as I'd like to. And that's what we're going to do today. So, let's jump right into Winter Animals from Walden. Alright boys and girls, sit up close and pay attention so you can see the pictures as I turn the page. When the ponds were firmly frozen... They afforded not only new and shorter routes to many points, but new views from their surfaces of the familiar landscape around them. When I crossed Flint's Pond, after it was covered with snow, though I had often paddled about and skated over it, it was so unexpectedly wide and so strange that I could think of nothing but Baffin's Bay. The Lincoln Hills rose up around me at the extremity of a snowy plain, 
in which I did not remember to have stood before, and the fishermen, at an indeterminable distance over the ice, moving slowly about with their wolfish dogs, passed for sealers, or Eskimo, or in misty weather loomed like fabulous creatures, and I did not know whether they were giants or pygmies. I took this course when I went to lecture in Lincoln in the evening, traveling in no road and passing no house between my own hut and the lecture room. In Goose Pond, which lay in my way, a colony of muskrats dwelt and raised their cabins high above the ice, though none could be seen abroad when I crossed it. Walden, being like the rest, usually bare of snow, or with only shallow and interrupted drifts on it, was my yard, where I could walk freely when the snow was nearly two feet deep on a level elsewhere, and the villagers were confined to their streets. There, far from the village street, and except at very long intervals from the jingle of sleigh bells, I slid and skated, as in a vast moose-yard well-trodden, overhung by oak woods and solemn pines bent down with snow or bristling with icicles. For sounds in winter nights, and often in winter days, I heard the forlorn but melodious note of a hooting owl indefinitely far. Such a sound as the frozen earth would yield if struck with a suitable plectrum, the very lingua vernacula of Walden Wood, and quite familiar to me at last, though I never saw the bird while it was making it. I seldom opened my door in a winter evening without hearing it. Sounded sonorously, and the first three syllables accented somewhat like howd or do, or sometimes only. One night, in the beginning of winter, before the pond froze over about nine o'clock, I was startled by the loud honking of a goose, and stepping to the door, heard the sound of their wings like a tempest in the woods as they flew low over my house. They passed over the pond toward Fairhaven, seemingly deterred from settling by my light, their commodore honking all the while with a regular beat. Suddenly, an unmistakable cat owl from very near me, with the most harsh and tremendous voice I ever heard from any inhabitant of the woods, responded at regular intervals to the goose, as if determined to expose and disgrace this intruder from Hudson's Bay by exhibiting a greater compass and volume of a voice in a native and boo-hoo him out of conquered horizon. What do you mean by alarming the citadel at this time of night consecrated to me? Do you think I am ever caught napping at such an hour and that I have not got lungs and a larynx as well as yourself? Boo-hoo! 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 It was one of the most thrilling discords I ever heard. And yet, if you had a discriminating ear, there were in it the elements of a concord such as these plains never saw nor heard. I also heard the whooping of the ice in the pond, my great bedfellow in that part of concord, as if it were restless in its bed and would fain turn over, were troubled with flatulency and had dreams, or I was awakened by the cracking of the ground by the frost, as if someone had driven a team against my door, and in the morning would find a crack in the earth a quarter of a mile long and a third of an inch wide. Sometimes I heard the foxes as they ranged over the snow crust in moonlight nights in search of a partridge or other game, barking raggedly and demoniacally, like forest dogs, as if laboring with some anxiety or seeking expression, struggling for light and to be dogs outright and run freely in the streets. For if we take the ages into our account, may there not be a civilization going on among brutes as well as among men? They seem to me to be rudimental, 
burrowing men still standing on their defense, awaiting their transformation. Sometimes one came near to my window, attracted to my light, barked a vulpine curse at me, and then retreated. Usually the red squirrel, Scurus Hudsonius, waked me in the dawn, coursing over the roof and up and down the sides of the house, as if sent out of the woods for this purpose. In the course of the winter I threw out half a bushel of ears of sweet corn, which had not got ripe on the snow crust by my door, and was amused by watching the motions of the various animals which were baited by it. We'll just take a few moments now to let all of this soak in. This is your time, so just enjoy. I could read Walden all day long, and we're going to come back and do more of that in the future. Really enjoyed our time together today in nature, just restoring our hearts and our minds and our souls. So here's our quote for the day, and hopefully it'll encourage you to get out and enjoy the great outdoors no matter what the weather. It's from John Ruskin who says, Sunshine is delicious. Rain is refreshing. Wind braces us up. Snow is exhilarating. There is really no such thing as bad weather, only different kinds of good weather. Remember that next time you get caught in a blizzard or thunderstorm. So get outside today if you can and just prepare for the weather and have a great time renewing and restoring yourself. Thanks so much for being here today. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or at mountainsenden.com if you haven't already. And remember, life is a gift, nature's a gift, and you are a gift back to the world. See you again soon.